Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I'm back, everybody, and I'm better than ever with hot new topics, man. Can't wait for y'all to see the, the hot new wig I'm riding right now. But first of all, I want to congratulate, you know, the Denver Nuggets on winning the championship. It's in, what, 47 years? That's a long-ass time. But, you know, I feel like it's too soon to put Jokic in a top five or top ten conversation. And here's why. When you think of great centers, you think of being done on both ends of the floor, be effective on both ends of the floor. You think of Kareem. He played both ends of the floor. You think of Elijah Wong. You think of Bill Russell. You think of Shaq and all these guys I'm naming are not just Hall of Famers, but they got it done on the defensive end, even though they didn't win defensive players of the year. Some of them, Will Chamberlain, you know, you got guys like David Robinson, Dwight Howard, Ben Wallace, just Moses Malone, Patrick Ewan, like the list goes on. And even honorable mention, Bob, Bob McAdoo. I know what people are gonna say. Oh, you hating on Jokic? How? How am I hating on Jokic? And all the guys I name are Hall of Famers, not just basketball. Nate Smith Hall of Fame, which is a joke. But if the NBA had a Hall of Fame and it was credentialed to, um, like the NFL and the MLB, or mostly the NFL, because the MLB is hard to get into. All the guys that I name are Hall of Famers. Because they did what they were supposed to do when they played. People gonna say, "Well, you got Dwight Howard out there and Ben Wallace." Well, let's take a let's take a in depth look at Dwight Howard and Ben Wallace. Because I know ain't nobody gonna talk about Bill Russell being top five. It's crazy. Come on now. The guy was so nice. They had to create a stat for the. He and Will Chamberlain created the stat for blocks. So we gotta pay homage to that. Come on now. Dwight Howard, eight time All NBA. Three-time defensive player of the year, which very few are in that conversation as a multiple-time defensive player of the year. Matter of fact, I don't even need to read down the stats. We already know who Dwight Howard was in Orlando. We already know who it was. He took a team to the championship, knocked off LeBron James. Now, let's not forget that. Knocked off LeBron James, who knocked off the Celtics. Let's not forget that. This man, yes, he lost to Kobe in them. But what other all-star did he play with? Now, when we look at this team and they talk about Jokic's run, you're the number one seed. You're supposed to dominate everybody because you're number one. You've seen everybody in the regular season, even though it changed in the postseason. But you're supposed to dominate. And they took care of business. They ain't playing around with nobody. But when you look at that team compared to the White Howard team, the only other star all star you probably can name is maybe Rashad Lewis. And if that, you gotta really think about it. When you look at the Nuggets, you know, you got Jamal Murray, you got Aaron Gordon on now, you got young stars on that team. And then 
then Dwight Howard was the man. Those eight years in Orlando, he was the man. He he gave people the idea that we should put him in the same conversation as Shaq at that time. Because he was doing that. We never seen a big that athletic. You know, Shaq had good footwork and was physically dominant, but Dwight Howard was jumping out the gym with everybody. He was getting lobs out of midair. He just dunking from the free throw line. Anytime you come into the paint, he was sending a shot into the Raptors. That's what impact the White Howell had. That's why he should have been in a top 75 NBA list over Anthony Davis because of what he did those eight years in Orlando. And let's not forget when he when the second time he came to LA, what did he do? He was blocking shots then there too. He was in better shape. He was determined. He was effective. He was part of the reason why we won that 2020 NBA championship in that bubble. Don't let Shaq fool you. Don't let anybody fool you. Dwight Howard was a contribution to that team. He was the reason, part of the reason why we was number one in defense and rebounds and blocks. He was sending people shots left and right. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. They was getting it done on a defensive end. And people say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man, you can't disrespect the people that came before you. And then Jokic is still playing. What happens if Jokic, God forbid, Jokic get hurt? And his career ends right now. He top 15, big man. Top 15. Now, he can continue to be on pace of what he's doing. And crack the top 10 when it's all said and done. But as of right now, he's not in that top 10. He's top 15. There's no disrespect. We don't even need to go down the list of all the all the achievements that all these bigs have. And when you think of center, you think of both ends of the floor. Nobody fears Jokic. You got people coming to the paint trying to dunk on Jokic. Embarrass him. Bruh, you think they was coming to the paint like that on Hakeem Olajuwon? Or how about uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? How about Bill Russell? No. How about Will Chamberlain? No. Now, there might have been a few players to sneak some dunks in or come in and say, I'm going to keep coming like Allen Robinson in the, in the uh, I think it's 2001 finals. Shaq said it best. He said, normally when guys come in, I touch up on them a little bit. But he said, every time I knocked on AI, he kept getting back up. He said, Michael Jordan tried to dunk on me. I made sure I found him because I was not going to be a poster. These guys were feared offensively and defensively. Jokic is only feared on one end of the court. These guys got it done on both ends. Both ends. And some of these guys was on subpar teams. Like, they had to be the man in order to get their teams over the hump. Some of these guys are better scorers than Jokic. And they don't even need the three. Will Chamberlain averaged 55 points in a season. 55 points and 20-plus rebounds. For a whole season. Not just a month. Not just two months, 
but an entire season. Bill Russell was so dominant on the boards that teams was trying to figure out why the other team couldn't score. Why the scores, why the scores were so low. Why the shooting percentage was so low. It was because he was blocking shots. He had the art of blocking shots and throwing the ball down the court. The same art that they give so much love to Kevin Love about. Bill Russell will block your shot and start the transition. That's why these guys are so great. But we don't give them the respect they deserve by putting guys in front of them that haven't earned that spot. All 10 of these guys, all 10 and even 11, were uh, Bob McAdoo. But for the first few seasons, he had three seasons where he averaged 30-plus points as a big man. And he was like, what, undersized? Like 6'9", playing center. Getting rebounds over seven-footers. Putting buckets on seven-footers. Like, what are we saying here? We disrespecting the guys that came before us. People talking about Shaq didn't, you know, win defensive player of the year. But Shaq had seasons where he had averaged three blocks and two blocks. There were seasons where Elijah averaged four four blocks. Hell, Dikembe Mutombo was on that list too. We already know what he was. He might not have been a prolific scorer, but he scored. And he got it done defensive four-time defensive player of the year. Ben Wallace, another undersized center, got it done. People are like, well, how you going to put him over Jokic? Easy. Look at Ben Wallace's career. Look at his career. Look at what he done. He was on that Detroit Pistons team that nobody thought had a chance of beating the Lakers because they had a super team. They had Kobe. They had uh, Gary Payton, Karl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal. That's four straight Hall of Famers right there. Five if you count the coach. Five Hall of Famers. And they couldn't beat Chauncey Billups, Rick Hamilton, and Rashid and Ben Wallace. Come on now, man. Mr. Seven-time rebound champion, four-time defensive player of the year, six-time all-defensive team, five-time all-NBA, 2001 block champion, 2004 NBA champion. And that's against Shaq and that. And he was giving Shaq problems because not only was he quick enough, but he was strong, strong enough to block Shaq's shot. That's why he's on this list, because of the impact that he not only did in the regular season, but what he did in the playoffs, blocking shots left and right, defending. And he came in with a bad boy's attitude, like, I don't give a you-know-what, who we play. We coming. And I just think it's a disservice even to Jokic because his career is not done. Y'all putting this pressure on him as a top five and a top ten big man. And all the guys that I name are Hall of Famers. Even if Anthony Davis was a center, Jokic's not better than him. His worth ethic is better than Anthony Davis. But if you was to say, who would you take, Anthony Davis or Jokic? 
A lot of people would take Anthony Davis because he get it done on both ends, especially with him being a wuss. Because for one, and I'm going to talk about this for another day, but basically people would take Anthony Davis over Jokic. Yeah, Jokic can pass the ball and all that and score at a high level, but Anthony Davis can score at a high level too. We've seen his scoring prowess when he was in New Orleans. We've seen his defensive prowess when he was in New Orleans and with the Lakers. And we've seen his point guard skills on both teams. If you don't believe how dominant AD was, look at that two, that 2020 NBA Finals run. Granted, people want to talk about it was in the bubble. People wasn't playing for real. First of all, we need to start the cap right there. There were no superstars that did not play. Superstars that did not play in that playoff run and those few, and in those last few games in the bubble. Cool. But yeah, man, Jokic is talented out of this world. But he's top 15 big man. Because he's still got somewhere to go. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But these guys were feared. All of them. You feared Kareem because he was going to dominate you in the paint. Sometimes he get out in the Showtime Lakers transitional runs, throw up oops, block your shot. The man was just effective in the game. The man was just so good, they changed the rules for him in college. The man never lost a game in high school. The man lost, I can count on one hand how many games he lost in college. The man was a three-time champion in college. Won a championship on a Milwaukee Bucks team. Come on now. Then he went to L.A. and won five more. Had the most MVPs in NBA history in the regular season. Had more points than Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Any other score you want to name, he had more points than him. At a certain point in time, he played the longest in the NBA. Like, and he had an unstoppable move. What, what are we saying here? It starts with him. Then we look at the two pioneers of Bill Russell, who got it done on the defensive end. Then we got Will Chamberlain, who should be talked about as one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. No player has ever came close to averaging what he did. 20-plus rebounds. And and I want to say his, his, his career is, what, 30? I think it's down to 20. 20-plus points. So we got those two guys that changed the game for bigs. Then we got Elijah Wong. The dream shake. The guy that helped bigs get better better footwork. Even the guards and stuff, they have better footwork because of him. That's what he represents. And then we got Shaq, the most dominant big man ever in NBA history, ever. Didn't nobody dominate like Shaq. You thought you could put whoever you want in front of 
barbecue chicken. Some of the victims are on this list of Shaq's wrath and vice versa. As David Robinson. As Ben Wallace. One more. That's the way I work. Come on now. Come on. David Robinson. Was robbed two years of being in the military. But when he came in, it was nothing but greatness. Ten-time All-NBA. Eight-time All-Defensive Team. Defensive Player of the Year. Two-time NBA champion. A scoring champion. A rebound champion. A block champion. An MVP. Come on now, man. And this is during a period where the MVP was floating. It was floating anywhere. You ain't see bigs like that win MVP like this. Even though, you know, you got Kareem, Olajuwon and them. But the way he won it, you ain't seen nobody do nothing like that. Scoring, rebounding, blocking shots, all-around player. These bigs on this top 10 list, and even Bob McAdoo, changed the game for the bigs so we can have what we have now. Minus Dwight Howard. No, even put Dwight Howard in there. These guys showed you that the big can be changed forever. And then hopefully one day, Jokic will be on this list. But until then, got to pay homage to everybody on this list. Because they got it done on both ends of the floor. Is Jokic top five? Hell no. Is Jokic top ten? Nah. Yoga's top 15. Aha. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. See ya.